0: And welcome to the Soresi Home Truths podcast. I'm Violet Pugh. Digital Marketer Manager at SoResi and your host for today's episode. Now, it's been a while since our last episode, but as it's the end of the year, we wanted to close it out by taking a moment to reflect on the past 12 months and having a look at the role that shared ownership has played within the housing market recovery. With me today, I've got three fabulous guests. They'll be offering their predictions for 2022 and what the future holds for first-time buyers and shared ownership alike as house prices continue to rise. And also, we'll be taking a look at other affordable home buying initiatives, such as Help to Buy, that are coming to an end. So, stay tuned. It's going to be a great discussion. Let me introduce you to our guests. First up, we've got Kush Roal, who is the Director of Residential Investment at Soresi. Hi, Kush. Hello. Hi, welcome. And then we've got Lisa Westerman, who is the Director at Lisa Westerman Consultancy. Hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. And we've got John Lord, who is the Managing Director at Metro Finance. Hi, John.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Hi, welcome. So before we deep dive into the conversation, as this is a Christmas special, I would love to hear from our guests. What is your must have Christmas meal that you have to have to make it really, really special? Let's start there before we get into the conversation. Lisa, what do you have to have? (laughs) Obviously, Christmas dinner. It's got to be turkey. It's got to be turkey and all the trimmings
2: for me. Turkey and all the trimmings.
0: Very traditional, yeah. Oh, wonderful. That sounds really, really good. John?
1: Bacon and chocolate.
0: Wow. Is that combined or is that separate? (laughs)
3: Separate.
0: (laughs) I was going to say that's a very interesting mix, but I like it. And kush.
3: Yeah, a bit of an odd one. I'm a veggie that absolutely love Christmas. So it's a corn roast. And for me, that is absolutely the maker of a Christmas dinner.
0: Oh, it sounds delicious. Amazing. Listen, it's making me hungry, but let's get into this conversation. So it has been an active year in the first time buyer market. And the number of first time buyers has soared to heights not seen in a decade, despite record house prices. According to analysis by Halifax, which is one of uh, Britain's largest mortgage lenders, almost 211,000 people bought their first home in the first six months of 2021. So it seems like owning a home is now an even more desirable commodity than ever before. And as for the Shared Ownership Initiative, which has been around for 40 years or so and has helped an estimated 157,000 households get onto the property ladder in England alone, there has been an extraordinary level of demand since the onset of the pandemic, which signals that perhaps shared ownership will continue to play a key role in tackling affordability issues. So I'd love to come over to Kush first. What would you say are some of those trends and patterns that you've been seeing at SoResi over the last 12 months?
3: Yeah, so the the demand side has definitely been uh, gently increasing say at the start of the year. But it, it we're going to got really rampant uh, midway through the year. It was amazing in one respect, you know, having all those uh, would-be buyers coming to our door saying "help," uh, but it was an awful lot of work and pressure on the teams to to deal with that demand and make sure that we're we're able to provide that quality service uh, to our customers. Um, but you know, from where where we we're operating, uh, pretty much about a third of the country at the moment. There isn't one location where we're seeing any let-up in demand. Um, people are still actively out looking. There is a little bit of choice out there, so people are taking a little bit longer to make up that decision of where they want to buy and, and invest their hard-earned cash into their home. Uh, but it's it's all very positive from that front. Uh, and so, Resi, we're carrying on uh, launching a number of schemes um, up and down the country, and... Um, we're finding before you get these products onto the market, especially with the shared ownership offer, you've often got uh, a ready, waiting queue of people who are desperate for home and, and keen for the help.
0: Oh, it sounds like it's been a really busy time for so Resi. Um And in terms of uh, kind of the, the, the money side of things, John, I'd love to hear your perspective around the lending. Has it been much harder for first time buyers this year?
1: I don't think it's been harder, no. Um, uh, well, I echo what Kush just said that if I compare 2021 to 2019, a non-COVID year, we've seen 40% growth in mortgage offers for just for shared ownership. So that tells you it isn't harder than it was 2019. Um, we've got more lenders, um, more 95% lenders. The product numbers are back up there hanging around 300. I think when people sometimes say or have the perspective that it's harder for a first-time buyer, often a lender will require more documentation for a first-time buyer because they haven't got the, the profile, if you like, of a secondary buyer or a remortgage because they haven't got the property, they haven't got the mortgage. So naturally, a lender wants a bit more documentation, but it isn't harder. Uh, and what I would say is that a lot of lenders have better products just for first-time buyers, some giving out more cash back just because they're a first-time buyer.
0: Well, that sounds like it's very positive news for first-time buyers. And I'd love to hear your your point of view, Lisa. Uh, What would you say you've experienced in terms of the differences in the market at the start of the year and to where we are today in December 2021? Well,
2: in terms of differences in the market, there's always been that demand there. Um, We operate sort of generally around the northwest of England um, and we always have Lots of pent up demand ahead of, you know, properties being ready Um, early in the year it's a little bit more difficult because we couldn't provide that face to face contact all the time because of COVID restrictions. Um, So it's managing those expectations of customers and making sure they had the right marketing assets so they could make an informed decision around the property that they were buying, you know, often off plan. But we're seeing, you know, even in November and December this year, the demand is literally through the roof. We're marketing and selling homes in Preston at the moment. Um, and, you know, we can't build them fast enough. It's it's crazy in terms of at this time of the year I was expecting everyone to be going off Christmas shopping and they're all buying houses there's so, so much demand so much need for shared ownership in our region uh, all across the UK but yeah I don't think that there's been such a huge difference from the start to the end of the year or the, the
0: demand's always there it's just how you meet that demand Absolutely, it sounds like we definitely need more homes, don't we, to meet that demand? Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the what felt like perhaps a, a bit of a bounce back in um, uh, London uh, over sort of the last few months or so. So it felt like at the start of the pandemic we had um, much more emphasis around people's desires to have more space, both inside and outside. Uh, where most people were working from home and you know on a permanent basis, and they needed a kind of that additional space. Now would you say london did experience about bounce back and is that going to be sustainable going forward because it feels like london is a slightly kind of a, a complicated collection of micro markets what have you been seeing at so Resi kush and and, and uh, john and, and lisa feel free to weigh in on this please
3: yeah sure so absolutely there was a ton of speculation and i remember having debates with uh, property colleagues up and down the country really with that view of is city living almost becoming uh, less and less desirable as we got deeper into that pandemic uh, and lockdown. But we've seen in all areas of our activity that people still want to live close to city centres. They want the convenience of having the restaurants, the places to to go out and travel to on their doorstep and have that convenience. uh, and I'll give you a couple of examples. We, we've got two, two sites in West London. Without a doubt, when the pandemic first hit, lockdown happened, we, we saw a real slump in, in demand for people who are inquiring and actively pursuing and wanting to live in those, those schemes. The minute we came out of lockdown, it surged. And it was almost like someone had switched on a, a light switch And suddenly, these people who are waiting were back on on that course and and ready to to go. And, you know, I think there was a bit of a danger that we were operating in a little bit of an isolated kind of view of, right, we're all working from home. This is it now. This is going to be our life forever. And we now got to that point where we uh, we were going back out to, to the offices and remembering all the benefits of, of socialising with colleagues and, and being in a nice city environment. Um, so from my point of view, uh, I think that the demand for those sort of schemes and homes that are centrally located in city centres is not going to go down. Um, and if you look at the stats, there was something that I read very recently, where they're saying London at the moment it, it potentially hasn't come back to its full velocity. But if you look at pretty much every city across the UK, they're operating at levels pre pre pandemic in terms of demand. So um, it's it's all there for the taking and people people want to live in cities.
0: Thank you, Kush. John, Lisa, any thoughts?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, I think I think there's a market for all types of housing across the country. There'll always be people who, you know, prefer to live close to the city, like Kush was explaining. I think, I think the main difference is now that when we're looking at the design of homes, so I often get involved, as Kush will do, right at the early design stage of, of new developments. You know, people need that office space. And it's just thinking about that as part of the design, um, whether it's an area in the corner of the kitchen or a separate office space, most people... Have a requirement to work from home part of the time at least. So I think it's just thinking about that, whether it's an apartment or whether it's a family home. You know, it's considering that as part of the design of that that home to make sure it's sustainable for the longer term.
1: I remember the the, the conversations in some point early in the pandemic about London with lenders, and we were talking about what may or may not happen with valuations if people swarmed away to live in the countryside, and it was kind of. A Metro, where we're doing all the affordability assessments, it was kind of like we're having the conversations, but the, the, the inquiry levels were still there throughout in London, and they never stopped, and everybody was talking about what may happen, but nothing actually did happen. Um, and then we, we even saw, at uh, some point late in the year, we saw peaks in London. It was to t- t- inquiry levels that were just bordering out of control, five, six, seven buyers per property.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like it's been a, a very, very busy market for the first time buyers. Um, and yeah, definitely sounds like we, you know, we, it's going to continue on. Um, and of course, there'll be some unpredictable elements that are always there, but, uh, so far it sounds like 12, 2021 has been a, a busy, busy year. Um, it all sounds very positive so far. I just wanted to talk a little bit about shared ownership, which I alluded to earlier has been booming for the last 12 months. Um, but Kush, are there, Any issues that need to be addressed in terms of shared ownership as an initiative
3: going forward? So, you know, as a sector, we have been continually reviewing uh, the, the product over the four decades that we've been delivering it. We've been learning through the customer experiences that have been fed back. Um, And of course, we are at the cusp of quite a radical set of changes that are are about to hit the shared ownership market in terms of that consumer offer. My humble view, for whatever it's worth, is shared ownership as a financial mechanism to get people onto the property ladder does exactly what it says it will do on the tin. And that's why it is so successful at getting people onto the property ladder and giving them that opportunity some of the more complicated aspects of it really stem from the leaseholder structure and nature of leasehold property. Um, and the changes that the government are putting in place for shared ownership will, uh, in my view, make and improve that experience for a lot of customers. It, um, it's focused on saying uh, that as a stake in that home, you know, as a minimum, you should be getting a 990-year lease in your in your property. And then there are other balances in there around the control that you as a share donor have in terms of your decision of when you want to leave the home or when you want to buy more equity. So, you know, from my perspective, shared ownership has always been a fantastic product. It's not a perfect product. And I don't think anyone really anywhere would claim that it's absolute perfection. But what it does is it addresses a real clear affordability conundrum that we have in our country. And it's been going up for four decades. Version two, which we're going to see on our streets, or probably already seeing uh, in, in some cases, is going to make that even better and hopefully take us to, to a point where customers have even more confidence and even more security in at home that, that, that they're buying into.
0: Great. That really brings us nicely into our predictions for 2022. So it's time to get your crystal balls out. I would love to hear what you think is going to be happening in the market uh, for next year. So full first time buyers have better opportunities next year. And do you see uh, inflated house prices continuing on uh, next year? Or are we going to return to normality, whatever that looks like? And also, where does shared ownership fit into all of this? Uh, let's start with you, Lisa. What do you see happening in 2022? I think demand's
2: only going to increase um you know through covid people's jobs have been often quite vulnerable and I think um households financial situations have changed so I think shared ownership plays an even more important part um I think for the future um I think often people think shared ownership is predominantly just for first time buyers in my experience over the 25 years of marketing and selling shared ownership as a product, it's, there's always been a variety of buyers in the market, and I'm seeing, you know, at the very front end of, of um, delivering the schemes that that's changing all the time. When it's not just first time buyers who are accessing shared ownership, it's a real range of buyers from much older households, single people, um, people who perhaps haven't got pensions and things in place, or um, their incomes aren't sufficient to buy something outright on the open market. Um, you know, people splitting up, relationships breaking down, that, those kind of households. But ultimately it's not just for one client group it's for a lot of different households and, and categories of people so I think in that respect there's just not enough of it that's what I see and it, and you know even in areas where you think there's quite a lot of new build competition there um, you, you don't expect there to be such good demand for shared ownership as a product in my experience there's always so much demand far more demand than we have properties So I think we just need to deliver more as a sector and do more to um, improve that access to shared ownership for
0: our our potential buyers. Yeah, great. Thanks, Lisa. John, what do you see happening in 2022?
1: So looking at it, I suppose, from my eyes, is more of a lending perspective. I think think we'll see growth in, in 2022. If we talk about the general housing market, I think perhaps similar to this year, maybe slightly less. I think house prices will increase again this year, perhaps not to the levels we've seen throughout. I think we might see a shift in in, in sort of lending, not more remortgage than purchase, but a higher proportion of remortgage than purchase. And that's perhaps down to the the levels of stock that are there, the the slower builds. There won't be enough new build and the demise of help to buy. That, in turn, I think, will play into the hands of shared ownership. Um, I think the demand for shared ownership this year will be even higher. Uh, and that's echoed from my conversations with lenders and the number of new lenders that want to enter, the number of existing lenders that want to make the products better. It's almost like you can feel that they know that there's going to be higher volumes of shared ownership. Uh, the biggest issue that we've got is how do we build enough stock Um but we also know that there's there's lots of other investment coming into shared ownership, private investment coming in. We've even got some lenders talking about entry into affordable housing. Um, so I think it's going to be a good year, especially for shared ownership.
0: Yeah, and it's really positive to hear that there's an appetite for looking at you know improving the products that are out there for first time buyers in relation to shared ownership. Um, and Kush, what are your predictions for next year? What do you see happening?
3: Well, John, you, you pretty much uh, took all the points I was going to make. But, um, no, I, I, I'm going to put my flag out and I'm going to say that next year is going to be a year where we genuinely do see that shift and that move to changing the way that we're supplying shared ownership to the market. So as Lisa mentioned, we've got so many people who are keen for this assistance and need this help and our help to get onto the property ladder. The problem we've always had... Uh, as a, a country is we just not geared things up to deliver enough shared ownership housing to meet that demand. You look at the things that are happening in the, the, the wider market there, you know, John mentioned the ending of help to buy. Clearly uh, the government, property developers are going to want that safety and security to know that there's going to be products out there that people can access post help to buy. And shared ownership, without a doubt, seems to fit the bill on many levels. And I guess the only quandary there is you've got developers who typically run on a very uh, simple model of put some money out, build it, get the money back in. But this is where the beauty of partnership, partnership with RPs, partnership with private investment, um, really are going to come to the fore. And I think next year is going to be a year of collaboration, and it's going to be different organizations sort of. Coming together and lenders to, to really push forward the supply of these homes, offering the customer good choice um, and really to grow the amount of homes that, that we've actually got available. And I think the other thing, which we, we've not really touched on much here is I think we've got to recognize that last year was a, a pretty difficult year and a year before for, for anyone really who was a leaseholder more generally. You know, we've got uh, next year the big building safety bill that's going to be emerging. Hopefully that will give existing owners clarity uh, around um, some of the costs that they've got in their homes and the building, uh, building costs that they have. And you know, it will be great to be able to have a future where you've got a real bright opportunity for new customers, new people who are gonna benefit. But equally, those 157,000 people that you just mentioned a moment ago, some of those who need that real clarity and assistance from government and elsewhere to make sure that they're able to, to um, make their home a success and, and move forward with their life. I
0: think you're absolutely right. Collaboration is going to be key, isn't it, going forward? Sharing knowledge, resources to really, really help customers and make a difference. So, thank you for that. Um, So, your final thoughts, um, are we feeling optimistic in general about 2022? What do you say? Are you hopeful of the future and what's to come? Lisa?
2: Yeah, I'm always very positive around shared ownership. It's always, you know, every year, It's, you know, I'm excited for next year. We've got lots of project uh, projects in the pipeline, um, lots of pent-up demand. And, yeah, we're just, we're just always excited for the future. And I think, because she's right, collaboration is going to be and joint ventures and things like that are going to be very – partnership working is very much going to be the future of delivering shared ownership as well. Um, but, yeah, very, very positive uh, for 2022.
1: Absolutely the same. Um, I think it's going to be a busy year in shared ownership. And I actually think that 2022 is going to be the year we see some proper innovation from lenders uh, in in our sector.
3: So, yeah, 100%.
0: Thank you, John. And Kush, your final thoughts. Are you optimistic about 2022?
3: Oh, yeah. For me, it's it's a a year of a new. So new homes and plenty of them a new shared ownership product and uh, that being a great success and new partnerships to help deliver those home. So it's a year of a new for me.
0: Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much to all three of you. Uh, That's it for our Christmas episode. I really enjoyed uh, listening to you and and hopefully everyone else listening enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, So if this discussion has sparked some further thoughts and interest, and if you'd like to comment, um, head on over to our social media platforms. You can find us on uh, Instagram, on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. And also you can find all our guests on LinkedIn as well. So whilst you're there, why not share the episode with someone else too if you really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas from all of us at Soresi. Bye.